Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Yeah. Pretty dark day today. Uh, this is probably one of the darkest days in American history. You know, the country you thought you lived in yesterday, you no longer live in today. Folks, we're going to break this abomination down today piece by piece. I'm trying to stay calm. My blood pressure's been through the roof, and I am not even kidding. I'm legitimately concerned I'm going to have some kind of a heart attack or uh, some kind of uh, brain aneurysm if I don't calm down. I knew this day was coming. I knew it was coming. I just, uh, when it hit, it still hit bad. I'm going to cover it from every angle today. I have been uh, outraged as you are, and outraged may be underselling it. So let's get right to it. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe. Let's go. Eight, eight. Yes, yes. Eight, eight. Joe is uh, mocking. Of course, if you missed the yes, yes, uh, the end of yesterday's show, Frank Faglizzi. Little did we know. Little did we Frank know. Frank Faglizzi. I wonder if he. What was for you? Wonder if Faglizzi was. Uh, what, what, got some kind of tip off about that or something like that. Eight, eight. The way he's so dramatic. And today's eight nine. You know. Um, when I was uh, doing Elite Advance in Indonesia for Barack Obama's trip there, I may have told this story before, but it's worth opening up the show with this, right? I go there, I'm sitting at the table, and I'm sitting there with the Indonesians, their military, and the Paspom Press, which is their secret service, and the staff is next to me. And the Indonesian military and secret service guys are not talking to staff, even though the staff makes most of the logistics decisions. We make the security ones. So after the meeting... In an effort to kind of smooth things over and make the trip go well, I said to one of my counterparts there, I said, why aren't you guys talking to the staff guy? And they said, because we only talk to the people who have the guns. And I thought to myself, my gosh, thankfully we don't live in a country like that. Well, now you do. You got the guns, you're in the FBI, then you got the power. And what we saw last night with an FBI raid, an unprecedented raid on Donald Trump's residence at Mar-a-Lago, just about 15 miles from here, is one of the most disgraceful episodes in American history. It is one of the darkest days I have seen in modern times. I am genuinely concerned, genuinely concerned now that all may be lost. It is now clear the FBI would ever shred or sliver of credibility they may have thought they had left, they have none left, is now evaporated completely. Folks, no one is safe anymore. Nobody. Oh, well, what if I didn't do anything wrong? I know a lot of people who didn't do anything wrong and have found themselves on the wrong end of subpoenas, of congressional investigations, of FBI investigations. When I say nothing wrong, I'm not talking about morality. Politics is full of people who make bad moral and ethical decisions. I'm talking about legally. 
Folks, it is getting worse. It is escalating. It is not getting any better. No one is safe anymore. You woke up in a very different America today. Mark my words. You are in a very different America. Nobody, nobody is safe anymore from these people. If they are willing to do what they did last night to a former United States president who could be a candidate again while his potential opponent is in the freaking White House, then let me tell you something. They can do it to anyone, anyone. This is going to backfire. And this is going to backfire in spectacular fashion. Daily Mail, Stephen Lepore, hundreds of angry Trump supporters descend on Mar-a-Lago in the hours following the shock FBI raid. Folks, the Democrats are laughing at us right now, but some of the more savvy Democrats, and when I say savvy, I mean very few. They're usually a bunch of dipwads. Some of the savvier Democrats are starting to realize that they may have caused themselves a real problem with their new jackbooted thug force at the upper levels of the FBI. They may have caused themselves a problem. They thought after the signing of the Inflation Production Act, which of course they're going to tout as some kind of major accomplishment, that they may have stemmed the tide of Republican enthusiasm in the 2022 election. The verdict is in. You were wrong about that one, you dumbasses. You just poked a sleeping lion. And he's, they're, not, they're, not, they're not happy. They're not happy. The timing on this was perfect, by the way. It was a Sky News article. Astonishing claims. This just came out August 5th. As Joe said, it's the day after 8. 8. It's now 8-9. So this was August 5th. Astonishing claims. The FBI deliberately protected Hunter Biden. Oh, they did. That comes out. Raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence down here. I'll get into more of that later, the timing of this. But where do I go when I need to see what the lefties are thinking about, ladies and gentlemen? You go to Playbook. Of course you go to Playbook. Politico Playbook, which is a left, far left-leaning site, they will always kind of cue you in. Take the temperature of where the left is. I go there every morning to see exactly what the lefties are thinking. Again. Take some small bit of solace in this. They understand the smart lefties, not the morons, and there are a lot of morons out there. The smart lefties are understanding they may have just poked a sleeping bear or a sleeping lion, and that bear is really, really pissed off today. Here's playbook. If they raided his home just to find classified documents he took from the White House, one legal expert noted, he will be reelected president in 2024, hands down. Listen to this last line and tattoo this on your brain. It will prove to be the greatest law enforcement mistake in history. You're damn freaking right it is. Let me get to some initial observations from this abomination, this raid last night. Let's go through them piece by piece. And sleep a lot last night, folks but I had never been more fired up for a show. My heart rate was through the roof last night. Let's go to observation number one here. Merrick Garland is clearly at this point an existential threat to our republic. Ladies and gentlemen, the man is the most dangerous official outside of Joe Biden who's allowing this to happen we have ever seen in the United States government. The man is a disgrace to humankind. 
He has disgraced himself. He has disgraced the office. No one will ever look at the attorney general's office again after this loser, grotesque, disgusting piece of filth who is getting revenge on America for not sitting on the Supreme Court until he is impeached from office and never accepted again by polite society again. Merrick Garland almost single-handedly last night destroyed any remnants of the constitutional republic we have left. The man is a disgrace and an existential threat to the republic, liberty, and freedom. He needs to step aside or be impeached immediately. Immediately. Let's go through some of his greatest hits before authorizing the raid on this. uh, Well, did he sign off on this? Still a bit of an open question. But there's no question this is his DOJ. Let's go through some of Merrick Garland's greatest hits. New York Post, A.G. Merrick Garland. White House owe America's domestic terrorist parents an apology and an explanation. Remember Garland? School Boards Association made a comparison between parents protesting at school boards and domestic terrorists. Remember that? Hell yes. Yeah, you're damn right you remember it. Merrick Garland's DOJ. Then uh, investigating in conjunction with the FBI, you, that's you they're talking about there. That's you. This is this disgrace of a human being. The greatest disgrace to ever occupy the office of attorney general. A A living, breathing, existential threat to everything you, your family, and that flag stands for. What about this one? Merrick Garland is supposed to be a blind arbiter of justice. DOJ, Attorney General, silent on possibly illegal abortion protests at SCOTUS Homes. Still haven't heard anything about that. You got a bunch of people on these lists and on Twitter actively stalking and threatening Supreme Court justices over the Dobbs Roe v. Wade overturning case. Actively, in clear violation of federal law. Clear violation. Where's Merrick Garland? Doing what he's always doing, acting like a petulant little tyrant, Nero, watching this place burn to the ground. The man is a disgrace, a disgrace, a weak, pathetic, sniveling coward who will go down in history as the Benedict Arnold of our time. I am sure of it. Of course, it doesn't end there. Merrick Garland's busy threatening everyone who's a Republican, MAGA supporter, Trump supporter. Also busy threatening Texas over Greg Abbott's orders to get control of the border that's causing a national security and fentanyl crisis right now. CNN, Attorney General Merrick Garland threatens to sue Texas over governor's order targeting migrants. Man, it's a disgrace. He's the Benedict Arnold of our time. Benedict Garland. Benedict Garland. That's exactly who he is. A sniveling coward. A pathetic, pathetic human being. Who deserves to be treated by history as a traitor to this country. It's exactly what he is. What he pulled last night. He has weaponized this office to foment political instability in this country. No different than a tin pot dictator in the third world. No different. Garland's turned into a bouncer, by the way, for Joe Biden. We owned a bar growing up. Bars have bouncers. You ever see bouncers? They throw people out. 
lawsuits now. Who the hell knows what they do anymore? But back in the day, we had a bouncer. Bouncer, you get a little, uh, get a little feisty in the bar. They ask you to leave. <laughs> they ask you and you don't comply. They maybe they make you leave, taking <laughs> you by your belt and throwing you out. My cousin was a bouncer, big guy. Merrick Garland's a sniveling coward, but he does have people with guns behind him, the FBI, and he has prosecutorial power in the DOJ. He's acting like a bouncer for Biden right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the timing of this is not coincidental. I worked in Washington, D.C. I don't believe in coincidences, and neither should you. There are no coincidences. You're telling me in the past two weeks we found out about Joe Biden's meeting at the White House, covered by this Daily Mail article right here. Vice President Joe Biden, we just found out. Look, again, it's the day after 8-8. It's 8-9. This is an August 5th article. We just found this out. Exclusive. Vice President Joe Biden met with two Chinese energy executives in the West Wing. It was the 15th meeting with these businessmen tied to his son's company who just days later sent Hunter a fawning email and offered to fix his $100,000 plus luxury electric vehicle. You think it's a coincidence that we just found this out? And all of a sudden, Mar-a-Lago's raided? You think it's a coincidence we just found out that the FBI analyst who was involved in pumping up the dossier is the same guy who deflated the information about Hunter Biden and the laptop? Pump up the dossier, deflate the Hunter Biden stuff. You think it's an accident? You think it's an accident this raid happened after Christopher Ray's testimony up on Capitol Hill just a few days ago? You think all of that is just by chance? I don't believe in chance and I don't believe in coincidences anymore. This is deliberate, folks. None of this is by accident. This is deliberate. The White House knows exactly what's going on. I don't believe their denials one bit. This is a coordinated effort right now to stave off possible prosecution of Hunter Biden and the Biden family. And let me just note on that. Forget Hunter Biden for a minute. Hunter Biden is a secondary player in this. The real, the real criminal in this is Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden, according to the allegations of the business partner to the deal, is the big guy who was scheduled to receive equity from a potentially corrupt deal with people associated with the Chinese Communist Party. And now we know they met in the White House. Joe Biden is the bad guy here. There should be an FBI raid of the White House. And where's that raid? The answer is nowhere. This is not a coincidence. Where's McConnell, by the way? Where's Mitch McConnell? Anybody heard from McConnell? Joe, you heard from him? Has he called you yet? No, I haven't heard him. No. Uh, haven't heard. Yeah. Gee, heard from McConnell? Yeah, I haven't either. Kind of weird. Where's McConnell on all this? Just throw that in there. I want you to remember this. Bobolinsky. Remember Bobolinsky's from RNC Research? Oh, yes. He was a business partner of the deal? Oh, yeah. I know you remember. Here is a business partner to the deal. Telling you Joe Biden was involved in the deal. The business partners knew about it and they tried to hide it. Where's the raid at the White House? Nope. Mar-a-Lago. Check it out for yourself. 
Hunter introduced me as uh, this is Tony Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 10 held by Hunter for the big guy. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinsky was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. That's the business partner of the deal. Him and that James Gilliard appear to be acknowledging now that Joe Biden has a, was, a, was part and parcel to a potentially corrupt deal with people connected to the Chinese Communist Party. Where's the raid at the White House? Where are the FBI agents at the White House? Folks, this country's falling apart. You woke up in a very, very bad spot this morning. I got to tell you, man, I am, um, I'm really frightened. I know it's not, you know, we're turning your man card stuff. Didn't talk about being scared and stuff like that, but I really am. For my kids, for my wife, you know, I've always had this feeling, especially after the whole like cancer crap. Always had this feeling I wasn't going to be around too much longer. Maybe dramatic. I don't know. I just maybe it's just some stupid thing. But my wife and kids will be. And you know, for the first time in a long time, I'm I'm not sure we're going to be able to get this back if we don't do something quickly. I've always been an optimist. You laugh, but I always have been. I've always told you God will save this place. He always has. You don't have to be religious. I'm not your preacher. I am. But the question is, do we want to be saved? Maybe 40, 50% of us do. But when the rest are committed to such destruction, what's that uh, passage from the, the Bible? I was in, uh, when I was in church two weeks ago, was one of the readings. It was from the Old Testament. I don't know if you know this one, Joe, the one, uh, you know, find me, if you can find me one good man, I'll, I'll spare this, uh, yes. this village. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Joe is very, uh, Joe does a lot of church time too. Let me move on to some other stuff regarding, but this whole show is going to be focused on this. You know, let me take a break. It's really, um, I, I, I want to hold my emotions in check. I want to scream at you. It's not my job. Job's to get you the facts. I want to get to this. So after the break here, there's no more. Oh, they were just doing their jobs. No, no, no. We're done with that. That's over. Done. All right. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Now, I have heard a couple commentators. I'm not knocking with them. I get what they're saying. I understand. I'm just telling you a piece of advice to my friends out there who have a responsibility now. They have a responsibility. If you have a platform, a microphone, or a television camera and an audience out there that other people don't have, you have a responsibility right now to understand you woke up in a different world today. This isn't about money. This isn't about fame or notoriety. This is about legitimately saving the constitutional republic that was handed down to you by your parents and grandparents. It is that bad today. I am not kidding. We are in a new world today. I'm not sure there's any turning back. I do not want to hear one more time. Oh, well, the guys, they were just doing their job, the guys and ladies there. There is no doing your job deference anymore. Anymore. I had a job. I had the exact same job. I was a federal agent in the exact same job category as those guys and ladies who decided it was a good idea to partake in the destruction of the Republic yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. You get no deference. Everyone involved should be fired, should never be permitted to hold a government office again. Everyone. The on the ground people, the management who decided it, the people who knew about it and did nothing. Everyone, everyone, Gary Oldman style from that movie with Natalie Portman when she was a kid. I never remember the name. Was it the professional? Everyone. Everyone. Fired fired everyone the analysts the evidence processors everyone there is no more just doing my job i sat there as an 1811 federal agent for almost 12 years of my life one month shy 12 years one month shy and folks i watched what barack obama was doing to this country and i walked away let me tell you something. I'm not looking for anybody's cookies. I don't need an apple. It's not self-praise. It was the right thing to do. I left my pension and everything behind, so I will not be lectured by anyone. Oh, Dan, what would you do? What would he Walk away. That's what I would do. Walk away. Walk away and blow the whistle. You owe it to the country. Is it all about a paycheck? There will be no more deference to I'm just doing my job. None. I gave up everything for this. There was never any guarantee of a radio show or a TV show or a podcast or money or any of that crap. I almost went broke. I couldn't even put braces on Isabel's teeth, my oldest daughter. You owe it to the country. Having said that about the institution. Any sliver of credibility the FBI may have had left, folks, is absolutely gone. It's over. It's shredded. No one will trust these people again. I've got a piece of advice for you right now, too. And it pains me to say all this, too. Do not trust these people. You, no one is safe from them anymore. They knock on your door, demand to see the warrant. Comply. Don't get yourself killed or hurt. 
but do not talk to anyone. Listen to me. Do not talk to anyone without an attorney present. Anyone. I was on the other side of this. I am telling you, I have never once in 12 years of protection and investigations as a federal agent, I have not one time, not one time, seen someone we interviewed who benefited by talking without the attorney not one single time. You can't trust them. You're not safe anymore. Comply. Do not get yourself hurt. It'll aggravate an already bad situation. Do not say a word. Not a word. If your name, your identification, and that is it. Nothing else. Not a word. Not a peep. I am not kidding. I have never seen anyone benefit. You can't trust them, folks. Sorry, more takeaways here. Observations, whatever you choose to call them. I got a lot to say. Every, listen to me, every single candidate, every single candidate running for office on the Republican side. There are still some primaries left. Florida's primaries, August 23rd. There's some primaries today as well. I believe one in Wisconsin and other places around the country. Every single candidate running for office on the Republican side. All the other priorities are great. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Priority number one, one from this point forward. And don't forget it. Beam right in. Priority number one, everyone involved in this and in the Justice Department whose allegiance is to the Democrat Party and not the Constitution, you must commit to supporting the next president, firing them immediately and investigations the second you get in office. Immediately, today, priority number one. Everything else takes second place. You can't have a constitutional republic where the gun carriers, where the gun carriers are the only people they'll talk to. Like that Indonesia story I told you in the beginning of the show. You can't. I'm sad, folks. I'm a little... This is scary stuff, man. Scary stuff. All right, now we have to get to some legal stuff because there's a lot of insanity going around in the internet. Uh, well, he's gonna, they're, they're trying to disqualify him from running for office. That's true. They are definitely trying. That is 100% factually accurate. All of this, impeachment one, impeachment two, collusion hoax, impeachment hoax, called a Zelensky hoax, all of the Donald Trump hoaxes, the Russia hoax, all of them, the January 6th committee, all of this is designed to keep him from running. The problem is there's a legal obstacle there to Trump. No, not to Trump, to them keeping him from running. So folks, there's a lot of traffic on the internet. I'll get to who's starting it and you'll find that story interesting that Donald Trump if, in fact, he is convicted of taking away government documents for classification reasons and stashing them in Mar-a-Lago, that one of the conditions is he won't be able to run for office again. Now, here's the code. This is from Cornell Law School. It's 18 U.S.C. 27, uh, 2071, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally. And note, if Donald Trump were to be convicted of that, a note, you shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and you shall forfeit the office, and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Thank you for the highlight there. So you may say to yourself, well, that's pretty unambiguous, Dan. 
The left is right. Now, who's pushing this? This this goon, Mark Elias. You know, the uh, Clinton-connected lawyer involved in the pee-pee hoax? You know, this guy? You know, this guy from the Washington Examiner story? This is the same guy, Mark Elias, the same Clinton-connected lawyer who was involved in all of this nonsense. Yeah, clown show. He notes that the media is really missing the reason why the raid today is a blockbuster. 18 USC 2071. And he's quick to highlight prohibited from holding office or disqualified from holding office in the future. Again, you may say, well, that's pretty unambiguous. This is the same guy, by the way. Jerry Dunleavy article. Steele dossier funder Mark Elias testified before John Durham's grand jury. Tell me again how this isn't one big plot to keep Donald Trump from running. I'll wait. I'll wait to hear you out on that one. The problem is there's a little thing, Joe, that's going to get in the way here. It's called the Constitution of the United States, Article 2, Section 1.5. All right. The Constitution of the United States, this, these, these prohibitions on running for office, uh, especially in 2071, folks, there is no way it will withstand the constitutional muster in a court. No way. Why? Because you can read the Constitution yourself. Here are the conditions to run for president. No person except a natural-born citizen or citizen of the United States at the time of adoption of this Constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office. You shall not have attained to the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States. Constitution kind of wins the day. That will, I, I, not that you shouldn't worry about it. We have enough corruption in both our court system and elsewhere. I'm not telling you. I'm just saying, don't believe the leftist hype that, oh, they're going to convict Donald Trump and it's an open and shut case that he can't run for office again. That, my friends, is bold stuff. A couple other things we need to address here. Folks, again, having been an 1811, that's the designation for a federal agent myself. These are the moments where I think you in this podcast and me, I can provide real value to your life. I've done it. I've served subpoenas. I have served search warrants. I've served arrest warrants. I've testified in trials. I've worked inside the White House. Um, there is no better person to comment on this right now. I've seen all angles of this. Sorry, that sounded a little larry. I didn't mean it that way at all, I promise. I'm just trying to um, use the tools I have to make this understandable to you. This is not the way this process works. You do not jump to a search warrant with someone who's cooperating. Now, why? Why? Let me emphasize to you, I have investigated in numerous federal, maybe a hundred federal investigations I've been involved in as an assist or a lead. When you have someone who's cooperating, who are you working with? What you don't want to do, Joe, is you don't want to alienate the lawyer for the you know, bad guy or the person you're investigating. You don't want to do that because your goal is to get them to cooperate later. You want them to surrender documents. You want them to tell you what happened. A lot of times they'll do these things called proffer sessions. Right. Proffer with a P. You know, you've heard me talk about this before. You get a cooperating person you're investigating with, Donald Trump or anyone else. You bring them in with their lawyer for a proffer session. We used to call them jokingly king for a day deal. Why do we call it king for a day? Because what you say in the proffer session can't be used against you unless you lie. It's a way to clear up what happened. If the government was really interested, if the DOJ under Merrick Garland, the tyrant, the sniveling coward, <laughs> if the sniveling weasel 
was really interested in getting classified documents from Mar-a-Lago because of the Presidential Records Act, what they would have done is either served the subpoena, coordinated with the lawyers, done some kind of a proffer, or worked out some kind of arrangement. That is not what they did. There are two types of subpoenas. A ducetecum, produce something, documents, or an ad testificatum. You have to testify to something. A ducetecum subpoena. Produce these documents. This is why they kept going after Trump's lawyers, too. Ellis, Eastman, Cohen, Powell, all of them. They don't want the lawyers to sit in on proffers or negotiate any of these deals. This is what's going on. This is coordinated. This is not an accident. You know what, Guy, do you have Newt? I was going to play him at the end, but. Let's play. It was Newt Gingrich last night, too, saying, listen, again, if they, I want you to understand this. If they, this is a man with deep experience in Washington, D.C., whether you like him or not, if they can do this to Trump, they will do this to anyone. No one is safe. Check this out. If they can do this to a former and potentially future president, what can they do to you or your cousin? or your friends, or your neighbors. And I think it's a very scary step towards a police state eliminating the Constitution as a real document. Folks, the justice system is dead. It's dead. It can't be patched up. It has to be rebuilt. There is a culture of rot. I saw it. I saw it myself. How, not in DOJ, this culture, how... Rot sets into a system. When I first started working at the Secret Service, we were like three or four in job satisfaction. Then Department of Homeland Security took over and this rot, overly bureaucratic culture took over. And what happened? All of a sudden, we were down, down, down. By the time we left, we were third from the bottom. Oh, the rot. The f- true, true. The rot takes over. The institutional rot. It has to be rebuilt. It cannot be patched up. Why? Because justice is only blind to Democrats. Folks, I said on Fox and Friends this morning, I was going to tell you something. Remember this story? Reuters, Clinton email probe finds no deliberate mishandling of classified information. Wow, that's interesting. They destroyed Blackberries. They never sent one single shred of information over State Department servers when she was Secretary of State. They sent it over a private, unsecured email system, and yet there were no violations? Tell me we have a justice system again so I can laugh in your face right now. I have a friend who, let's say, had some experience with that Clinton server, was asked to look at it. And let me tell you something. He said to me, quote, It wasn't good. Folks, Hillary Clinton's server, I have zero doubt, was hacked into. There is no question she violated multiple times. Remember her? She said she didn't understand what the C at the top of the paper meant for classified. What did she think it meant? Cucumbers? The hell do you think that means? Are you that stupid? You see how we don't have a justice system? Hillary Clinton's at Burger King right now outside of Chappaqua having a grand old time laughing her ass off while there's a raid. On Donald Trump's residence. This is an equal application of justice. 
They smashed the Blackberries, the Clinton Blackberries with hammers. They used digital programming to wash the disks and all the materials and the servers clean. Not physically wash them, to wipe them. What happened to Hillary Clinton? The answer is nothing. She wrote a book and is out there giving podcast appearances. Oh, yeah, there's a justice system. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. What about Jim Comey? Where's, why, why isn't Jim Comey in jail? Former FBI director. Remember this story at the Washington Post, June 8, 2017? Comey says he helped release details of his Trump meetings? So Jim Comey shared at a minimum for official use only, at a minimum, memos with his Columbia Law School friend? Where's the FBI raid at Comey's house? Where is it? You seen it? Justice is dead. There'll be no patching it. It has to be rebuilt. That's hard to hear, but it's true. Folks, everyone involved in this has to be fired. Everyone. Everyone. If Donald Trump runs again, he's got a window. He's got a window Sorry for keeping everybody. People keep calling me after the Fox. Every, I, I can't, it's, I'm really sorry. I, I got to put my phone on. Do not disturb. My apologies, folks. It's my fault. Yeah, well, it was people a good keep, hit, dude. I saw it. Yeah, I know. Everybody, like every podcast on planet Earth is calling me. I, I got to take care of my show, my audience here. Folks, they have to fire everyone. Here is my suggestion to the Trump team. You have about a three-month window if you win again in 2024. You need to fire Everyone. And the minute they catch their breath and start whining, fire a hundred more people. They won't know what to do. It is the only way. This has been an unprecedented abuse of the Presidential Records Act. You know, I'm not a huge fan, obviously, of the Washington Compost. But it's funny that just a few months ago, when the FBI was, or when uh, federal agents, I should say, were over at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, they were there before about these records? Yeah. So pay very close attention to this. Mark it in the coming days. The FBI and the DOJ, as the outrage grows, the outrage grows about them burning down the Constitutional Republic. What they're going to say is, we had a service search warrant other than a subpoena, or they would have destroyed the documents. You guys tracking me? Flag it! That's, and thank you, immediately refuted by the fact that the Washington Post notes that people from the archives had already been at the Trump White House back in February. So if they were there in February and Donald Trump knew what they wanted and allegedly wanted to destroy the documents so you had to serve a search warrant, then why wouldn't he have destroyed them already? None of this was a secret. They'd already been there. Here's the article. February 7, 2022, National Archives had to retrieve Trump White House records from Mar-a-Lago. Read it for yourself. It's right there. Funny how the Washington Post themselves had to note this, too. Listen to every single word of this. All recent administrations have had some Presidential Records Act violations. Oh, they have. Most often involving the use of unofficial email and telephone accounts. White House documents from multiple administrations also have been retrieved by the archives after a president has left office. 
Then they go on to describe Bill and Hillary Clinton taking $28,000 in furnishings that were given to the National Park Service for the White House collection, not to them. So am I reading what you're reading? So these Records Act violations, every administration in modern times has had issues with this? How many of those, I'm just going to throw this out there, and you guys know, how many of those prior administrations have had an FBI raid at their private residence? Anybody know? Okay, two, three, what are you going to say? You know, he's saying zero? Haven't Joe, heard you of any. Go with the goose egg on there? Yeah, you haven't heard of that. I haven't heard of them either. I haven't heard, it's almost as if they're treating Trump differently. I, 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 I haven't heard of them either. Even the Washington Post, again, same article. The hack Washington Post. Noted that these presidential records acts operate on a kind of gentleman's agreement. As someone at the National Archives, they actually phrased it that way. Then they quote this law professor who says that such action, uh, that law enforcement action would be unlikely. He notes there's a high bar for bringing such cases, said this former counsel of the House of Representatives who teaches at the University of Baltimore School of Law. You know what the high bar was? It was Donald Trump. That was the high bar. Now, folks, Donald Trump had classification and declassification authority when he was president. You don't even know if these documents were officially classified. This is an unprecedented abuse of the Presidential Records Act. It's only going to get worse. Fire everyone. Open questions we have here moving forward because this is going to be critical. Again, this is one of the darkest days in American history, and we damn well better fix this or you're going to be handing down your kids an authoritarian government you thought was a constitutional republic. Did Merrick Garland sign off on this? As of this morning, it's still, from what I saw, an open question. Did the Attorney General of the United States sign off on this with no intervening special counsel? with no notice to Congress, with no effort for them to, uh, to issue a subpoena first and work out a, quote, gentleman's agreement. If Garland signed off on this, which I believe is highly likely, he must be impeached immediately when the Republicans take the House. Immediately, no delays. Immediately. Order of business number one. Second open question. What was the basis for the probable cause? From what I'm hearing, it was a federal judge down here in uh, West Palm Beach. Don't know him. Not, the man's only, you have to remember the judge's job. The judge is putting, just so you understand how the process works. The judge, whether it's a magistrate or whoever it is, who is signing off on that warrant. When you go up as an agent, you swear what's in that warrant is the truth and nothing but the truth. You swear it. So help you God. The judge can ask questions, but folks, the judge, if they can't trust the agents, the whole system falls apart. You get what I'm saying, Joe? It's the judge is not the investigator. He's not on the ground. Right. Most of the time, they're taking what you say. You just swore to it, so it means it's true. That's why I'm saying, like, don't throw the judge under the bus yet because you can't assume what the FBI told him is true. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's kind of bold, is it? Remember what they told the FISA judge, too? Was that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, none no. of that was true either. Dude. Now, remember that? The, oh, yeah. The judge. I don't know. The FISA judge, they should have asked questions about that. That's embarrassing. The FISA case. But don't assume 
for a second, because I'm seeing a lot of legal commentators, I couldn't be more disappointed again, just assuming the FBI agents told the truth. Oh, well, uh, I heard a couple of them. Well, you know, the judge is given information. There must have been probable cause that there was evidence of a crime at that location. That's what a search warrant is. There is evidence of a crime and there's probable cause to believe it is there at that specific location. The judge doesn't sign general warrants. You understand that? The warrant is specific to that location. You want a warrant for Trump's uh, Bedminster plate? You got to get a separate warrant, separate district. They had to prove something was there. You understand what I'm saying? Not that something existed. That evidence existed and was there. What was the probable cause? Did someone on the inside of the Trump circle, did someone say something? Oh, there's something at Mar-a-Lago. Was the evidence there embellished? Was the FBI lying? Oh, there's no history of that. Really? There's history of that just a little bit ago with the Russia hoax. I don't trust anything they say. Folks, this is the same FBI. Another open question. That a memo just leaked that Project Veritas got a hold of that deemed some extremist symbols, the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag. You trust these people to tell the truth right now? You trust them? That's a fool's game right there. That's a fool's game. Two final points. Why did Christopher uh, Ray, the now failed FBI director, probably the worst we've seen in FBI history, even worse than Comey. Why did Christopher Ray wait till after his testimony up on Capitol Hill just the other day for this? Why? They were at Mar-a-Lago, Joe, back in February. Clearly, they knew the documents were there. Why'd they wait? An even better question. Why'd they wait till just before the midterm elections? Do you realize now this is going to be the third election in a row that the FBI is going to have interfered in? No, not no, we got 2016. We got 2016. Well, no, no, this is the fourth. 2016, collusion hoax. 2018 midterms, where they're pushing the Mueller thing. 2020, where they dumped the Hunter Biden stuff. And now 2022, serve uh, a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago right before the midterms. Weird. Weird. This is the fourth election in a row that the FBI has interfered with. There's no fixing it. There's no patching it up. Has to be rebuilt from scratch. One last point, too. FISA. After what happened with the FISA abuse and the documented lies the FBI told, they all told in front of a FISA judge in the most serious court we have, the FISA court designed for terrorists and enemies of the United States. I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them. Folks, going to wrap up a little early today. I want you to digest all that. Obviously, this being the biggest story of our time right now, we're going to be covering this over the next few days. I appreciate your time. Please uh, be sure to check out the radio show a little bit later. I'll have uh, Senator Tim Scott on. We'll be talking about this. And uh, subscribe to the podcast if you wouldn't mind. Uh, feels kind of weird asking you to do that, but uh, it's important I be able to talk to you. I'm uh, very concerned about where this is going to go. I need a communication channel directly to you, so I'd really appreciate it. I'll see you all on the radio show later. <laughs> 
You just heard Dan Bongino.